Hello and welcome to Strange Shenanigans. This is your Strange News Update. I'm Stan. I'm Ashley. Let's get a little weird today. Get some weird news in. Get some weird news. What do you got, Ashley? I'm going to start with something right at home. Right here in Maine. Uh, if you are hanging around in downtown Bangor recently this summer, people have found giant snake shedding, which is kind of weird because in Maine, we don't really have giant snakes. We just have garden snakes. Do we have anything besides a garden snake? Nope. Yeah, we don't really have anything. So you might be listening and you're like, yeah, what's the big deal? But we're like, what the hell is this? Okay, what else you got for a session? just recently uh, a pilot died following a gender gender reveal a gender reveal yeah so what was the last gender reveal uh crisis we had with it burnt down all california right so gender reveals i've had five kids i've never done this so i really don't get the the hype i guess i guess i don't know i guess i didn't have kids when it was cool and i'm not very old so i don't really know when it became cool it's not really cool now Uh, right but anyway, this poor guy apparently died in a local neighborhood. So he was doing a gender reveal. And it was one of those, like, you know, everybody just gender reveals on Facebook or Instagram or everything live. Yeah. So this all happens live, which is, oh, God. right? Um, horrible. So if you're watching it, oh, and you can watch it on um, X on Twitter, too. Apparently it was there too so it had a old baby sign and friends and family were there and a plane enters the frame before a confetti candy erupts showering the couple in pink saying they're gonna have a baby girl and then the plane sharply pulls up as it releases a pink cloud over the party that seems really dangerous right there and then the plane appears to have an issue with one of its wings spins in the air and darts to the ground. Oh my god. Like, just like a cartoon. That's horrible. Yeah. So the plane went down in the garden just beyond the home that was doing this giant party, and the poor pilot, who's only 32 years old, died. So, yeah, that's really sad. Yeah, that's terrible. And dumb. All right, this one's from the Jerusalem Post. Archaeologists uncover parts of the long lost temple of a cult of Poseidon. A cult? And, yeah, well, uh, all, 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 uh, you know, with their groups of gods, their, they have individual <laughs> cults Ooh. for their gods. Helic was once a powerful ancient Greek state in the Bronze Age. Um, it was empowered by its patron deity, Poseidon, the god of the seas and earthquakes. Um, Greek archaeologists have managed to uncover a long-lost cult sanctuary dedicated to the god Poseidon in the ancient city of Helic. Um, the discovery was made following years of excavations in a long-lost ancient city, itself the remnants of the powerful city-state from antiquity. Ooh. The city itself was destroyed in mysterious circumstances. Um, still debated by scholars, but ancient legends attribute it to the wrath of Poseidon, <laughs> the city's own angry patron deity. <laughs> So it's not like the SpongeBob beside him, I guess. Oh man. He's angrier than that. Ugh, not fun. What do you got, Ashley? 
I have some interesting stuff about crocodiles. Crocodiles? Yeah, so new research, Brea, new research, because apparently we don't know enough about these dinosaurs. Right. Have um, suggests that crocodiles may be drawn to the sound of crying babies. Because... I don't know why we were even testing this, but we were. <laughs> Your tax dollars at work, everybody. So Nile crocodiles react to the cries of infants from species such as um, uh, bonobos, chimpanzees, and humans. <laughs> Again, why are we doing this? And new research shows that crocodiles also seem to have distinguished levels of distress cries. And the response is predatory. It's not surprising. Right? In war, it could also demonstrate maternal instinct in female crocodiles. But if I'm going to release my children to the wild, I'm not going to hope a crocodile is the one that finds it and raises it. I don't know. That, that <laughs> doesn't sound like information to me at all. As as a dude who hunts in the woods, uh, it's pretty common to have any sort of distress call of another <laughs> animal that bring to bring in predators. That's right? that's like basic I hunting. Don't know, but we, paid... we needed a scientific study <laughs> to determine did. this. We paid to research this. Could have asked the Red Green Show. They would have told you. <laughs> so they researchers played crocodiles these audio recordings and discovered <laughs> that they were drawn to those that seemed the most in distress. Well, yeah. Uh, Things, don't like to, things that don't belong in water don't like to be in water, so they scream. So they came out, they used loud they used loudspeakers to play the cries to about 300 Nile crocodiles in Morocco. So they they went out with these loudspeakers, and this is how they did the research, which is just hilarious to me. <sighs> idiotic. Um, so they said that their research do not mean that their crocodiles cannot be attracted by other signals other than distress calls. They are opportunistic hunters, but it suggests that the readiness of these animals to react increases with their presence of acoustic features marking levels of distress. So like all predators ever. But, but, but the researcher says it, it cannot entirely be ruled out that some individuals responded and, uh, paternal care context yeah the, so the, now the, the crocodile was going to go but I'm swaddle not this, this so, audio baby and so next it. they're going to research the difference if it was i'm gonna eat you or i don't know if i was gonna raise the wild baby Right. As one of their own. As one of their own. Aquatic crocodiles. So I guess instead of curing diseases and finding aliens, we're going to do that. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Speaking of not finding aliens, uh, <laughs> Mars Helicopter Ingenuity breaks three-month gap, three-month flight gap with its 53rd Red Planet Hop. NASA's Red Planet Helicopter took to the skies again after a three-month pause. The Ingenuity drone flew sometime in the last few days on Mars, achieving Flight 53. NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory has not yet released the details of the flight, but its Twitter account already says 54 is in the works. Yay! So that we can examine a dead and desolate rock with nothing on it. (laughs) Good job, guys. But we can't get back to the moon for some reason. I know. Right? Because we were told not to go back. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> That's what you always the say. aliens warned us. That's what you always say every time. This is some strange news because strange news doesn't have to be about aliens in space. Why not? 
Because this woman claims that she drank almost two gallons of Red Bull a day and says she's gone blind because of it. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, natural selection. <laughs> so she consumed 28 cans or almost two gallons of Red Bull in one day. Her name is Lena. I, I mean, her last name's here, but I feel like it's like trashy to say it. Right? <laughs> All right, it's trashy to drink 20 cans of Red Bull a day. So Lena. <laughs> I'm surprised your name isn't Kyle. So. <laughs> she says that she is a Red Bull addict. She's reached 300. Addict? Yep, she's reached oh. 350 pounds after her addiction to the sugary energy drink <laughs> and has taken a major toll on her decision making abilities. She spends, or would spend, I'm sorry. Um, $9,375 a year to fund her Red Bull addiction. Consumed over 3,000 calories from the drink daily. And her, it, she did this until she collapsed from the caffeine intake. Can you imagine the kidney stones that lady must have? They must be the size of freaking Plymouth Rock. I know. Jesus Christ. So doctors warned her that she was going to go blind from the ba- brain swelling if she did not brain tackle swelling. her <laughs> yeah, her addiction, I guess. So now she was told to lose 100 pounds and stop to, to combat the side effects of the drink and to stop drinking it. <laughs> Um, this article says in order for a person to die from a Red Bull overdose, 120 cans would have to be consumed. Red Bull issued a statement claiming that no more than five cans should be consumed per day. Five cans a Otherwise, day? Otherwise, drinkers, drinkers will have nasty caffeine-fueled side effects. But there's no follow-up how she's doing. She's from England, of course. And, yeah, she's gone blind. The Florida of Europe. You know? I know. So she's gone, she's gone blind from drinking Red Bull every single day, like 30 cans. Th- th- she's 28 nuts. cans of anything is bad for you. I... Let alone an energy drink. But it's also like someone's out there is going to like see this and look at their, you know... 20-year-old son be like, that Red Bull is going to make you go blind. It's like, yeah, if he drinks 28 fucking cans a day, yeah, obviously. As a parent, this is great, though, because I can say, hey, that Red Bull is going to make you go blind. Stop drinking it. Because it is bad for you. I mean, it's not healthy it is, for you, but, man. But, yeah. So is everything else. So if you're, like, making a list of what will make me go blind, <laughs> Red Bull's one Red of Bull's them on if you drink 30 a day. Apparently, you must not have any stomach lining left. Either. I don't. It's got to be bad. <laughs> this is a good one. Scientists say recycling has backfired spectacularly. Oh my heart! While recycling campaigns can help limit what heads to the landfills, scientists are now saying that it's masked the glaring problem of overproduction and de-emphasized other waste reduction strategies that are far more sustainable. In a new essay for the uh, conversation in interdisciplinary group of researchers out of the University of Virginia that's been studying the psychology of waste found that many people overemphasize the recycling aspect of waste management. Reduce, reuse, and recycle. The result, they say, is a major backfiring as the public has come to mistake and consider recycling a get-out-of-jail-free card (laughs) and confusing which goods are actually recyclable in the first place. Uh... In a series of experiments, the uh, University of Virginia researchers first asked participants to list, reduce, reuse, and recycle by order of efficacy. 
the correct answer being the same one in the old slogan, finding that a whopping 78% got it wrong. Oh my goodness. In a second experiment, the researchers had participants use a computer program to virtually sort waste into recycling, compost, and landfill bins. Unfortunately, the outcome of that survey was even more stark, with many <laughs> incorrectly putting non-recyclable waste, such as plastic bags and light bulbs, into a virtual recycling bin. While overemphasizing or getting the recycling protocol wrong is an issue on its own, its downstream effects have been devastating as microplastics from consumer waste continue to pollute our oceans. Um, so, to me, this whole... I, I, I've, I've looked into the mass craze of plastic bottle recycling and stuff like that and yeah it it makes sense but it makes sense only because we created this problem in the first place yeah exactly we started using plastics because for the producers it was cheaper than yep. glass when glass was actually completely returnable and reusable in every way for every type of thing we consume that's liquid based if you were less likely to throw away glass jars, mm -hmm. I mean, glass jars have been my main drinking jar for ever. Not not only that, but the plastic bag bullshit, okay? Okay, great, yes. A lot of people are just stuffing everything into their purse or carrying it out in a paper bag until it collapses and everything gets smashed in the parking lot at the grocery store. Which then but you're throwing that all other away. other people out there who are buying those yep. totes made from recycled material which are still freaking plastic and nylon. And then they're and throwing them then away. Then they throw them away. And I'm sorry, the plastic and nylon used to make those bags is twice the density of a freaking plastic bag was in the first place. We're just creating more problems for the future. Yeah, I And I this is from houses. someone who does not care about any of that. And this is someone who does. And I clean houses and I cannot tell you the amount of... Uh, when you're vacationing, because yeah. those are the apartments I clean, of how many of those recyclable Walmart, Hannaford, States, all those bags are in the trash. Yeah. No, no. They're not recyclable bags. Right. Reusable. They're reusable bags reusable. made from recycled, recycled materials. materials. I got you. Which but, means recycled plastic. But they're put right into the trash. Yep. So. We have not changed the problem. What am we I made the problem more expensive. Yeah. Am I supposed to rifle through their these strangers soap and old coffee filters to save these bags right. I, I yeah we've created quite a problem yeah it's ridiculous in other news high-speed objects has just crashed into jupiter a collision hundreds of millions of miles away has we spotted it has happened Ooh. i know amateur astronomers often filled Jupiter, the giant glass planet, over 300 times more massive than Earth in order to study activity. Uh, just in 2021, an observer filmed a space rock colliding with Jupiter, and now a Japanese astronomer has captured another explosion in the sky. In the event, which they posted on X, which was Twitter, we can just keep calling it Twitter. I Nobody don't knows know. What you mean, you Let me know what the supervillain wants me to do. Right. Um, it happened on August 29th. Anyone can watch it. Just go on X or Twitter or whatever you call it. It's right there. An asteroid 
Perhaps a few dozen yards across impacted Jupiter when it sped through the planet's sky. It slammed into atmospheric molecules, causing friction and heating up. It melted and exploded, which is pretty cool. It turns pretty much into a fireball. So any meteors that go through Jupiter just turn into fireballs. That's what we learned today. So it's pretty cool. It's also kind of a signal for everybody who watches the sky and has all these high-tech things or when Jupiter is actually visible, because our planets are actually visible. Mm -hmm. It's not always aliens. Sometimes it's just asteroids going into an atmosphere and exploding. It's always aliens. (laughs) It might always be aliens. I don't know. I would like to think it is. What do we got next? We got... Newly spotted comic, comet, not a comic, it's not Jim Gaffigan, oh, uh, may me. soon be visible without a telescope. Ooh, you know that happens every night, right, folks? I don't think this is news. A comet recently discovered by Japanese amateur astronomer Hito Nishimura is garnering attention from NASA and skywatchers alike. Using a standard digital camera, Nishimura detected the celestial body on August 11th during a series of 30-second exposures. According to NASA... Uh, though currently not visible to the naked eye, this status may soon change. NASA has noted the comet's steady increase in brightness since its discovery. Furthermore, astronomers have now charted the comet's future trajectory through the inner solar system. Let's keep a lookout. When was the last time we saw a comet? A comet? It's been a while, hasn't it? I don't know. Probably. I feel like it's been since I was a kid. Yeah. That'd be really cool. Just recently, our famous Webb telescope um, discovered a cosmic question mark in deep space. What? Cosmic object in the shape of a question mark has photobombed one of the largest images captured by our James Webb telescope. And scientists actually think they know what it is for once. Um, It is a has a pair of young stars named things I can't pronounce. Her Big Harrow, 4647. Apparently, Ooh. that's a name. It was found 1,470 light years away in the Vela constellation within our Milky Way galaxy. They are actively forming and closing, closely orbiting each other. They've been observed in study by space, and they're highly sensitive and they have observed to make like their own mini question mark, really. They're just different shapes nobody's seen before. It's really cool. So the first thing that you can rule out that this is just one clump of stars because all stars have really big spikes and it's because they're point-like. These have prongs. And they think it's a merger of two galaxies la billions of light years away, much farther than the two other stars, not stars, that they're observing. Cool. But it's really neat. So we might have another galaxy. Yeah. And it is shaped just like yeah, a question I saw mark. It the other day. And, yeah, it's pretty cool. So it's pretty neat. Head over to CNN and read the whole thing because it's like 30 pages long. And it's like the only reason to ever go to CNN. <laughs> Pretty much. It's really cool looking. We have one more for you. Okay. The three-eyed dinosaur shrimp are waking up at Burning Man. And no, it's not STDs that were caused <laughs> by the existence of Burning Man. 
epic floods have hit the Black Rock City in the Nevada desert, hitting festival goers at Burning Man, one of the world's most famous artistic events. Sure, but <laughs> art. While some fled on foot, others sat back and enjoyed the unique uh, self-sufficiency Burning Man is built on, but they will be joined by a host of bizarre organisms that can lie dormant in dried-out lakes for decades. That's so cool. Triopes and fairy shrimp are extremophorial extremophiles. It's Damn like right. That. Yeah, capable of surviving for years-long drought. They endure in the sediment as eggs that remain dormant until floods bring about the right conditions for them to do some topside living. Relatives of the oldest living creature, uh, Triops concrififormis, are among the fold, which is why Triops have the nickname Dinosaur Shrimp. These three-eyed miniature beasties have two main eyes and a pit organ, a third eye, that's common among insects and comes in handy for prey animals as it enables them to detect changes in light, be that a bird coming to hunt them or muddy boots of Chris Rock escaping the Flooding Arts Festival. <laughs> so, uh, I've actually, uh, like, I haven't seen them because I wasn't allowed to. Uh, I was stationed at uh, the National Training Center in the Mojave Desert in California. And uh, there's a whole section of uh, our, our the military base there where you're not allowed to drive and or walk through these massive sections of the desert. Huh. Because... This exact thing happens. So when it floods, like you don't expect the desert to flood, but it does. And when it does, it's it just lakes, massive lakes form overnight out of nowheres. And uh, there's parts of Fort Irwin um, that are protected when it's dry because as soon as the water pools in these these old lakes, these ancient microorganisms and larger organisms like these shrimp guys come to life and actually swim around in the water until it recedes again. Oh my gosh, that's it's so cool. Crazy. And uh, I remember one day we're driving out and we saw this Humvee tearing across the red ribbon section where you're not supposed to drive. And we're like, oh no, this guy is going to go to jail. <laughs> and as he got there, here comes the, uh, the, uh, the hippie uh, guy who... Uh, it was, it was it was just a crazy experience. The guy that we had to take our our wildlife uh, training from was this big, tall, overweight, long-haired stoner dude who just reeked of marijuana. And this dude <laughs> lived on the military base with the rest of us. And he comes tearing out in his Humvee from the other direction and just starts screaming at this this dude in uniform with a rifle. I've never seen a hippie so angry in my entire life. It was hilarious. <clears throat> <laughs> well, I hope to see dinosaur shrimp someday, but I don't think I'm gonna get the pleasure. The pleasure of seeing those here in me. <laughs> they look really cool. If they look you, like horseshoe crabs. If you get to see any, I hope you find us on dot Twitter X. It's so weird. It is. But we're there on the strange show. So if you actually see them, take a picture from your fancy camera from a distance. Yep. Don't piss don't, off any don't hippies. Disturb. Don't disturb them. Stop disturbing ancient wildlife. Right. But anyway, that's what we have for you for strange news. It was super strange today, but not very spacey aliens. No, no aliens. Just weird. Weird shit. It's just yeah. weird. Yep. 
Crocodile babies and all. Crocodile babies, Red Bull. I don't really know what to do in the world we live in, except criticize it and speculate wildly. wildly. Yes. You can find us on Twitter, Podbean, under The Strange Show, and find us under Strange Shenanigans on the TikTok, on the Tumblr, on YouTube, and Instagram. Make sure you head over to Patreon and Money, please. We're yeah. on Patreon under Strange Shenanigans. We've got a studio that's bare walls that needs to be finished. It exists, but it's unfinished. You need to finish it, and it's you need to name it. Hashtag name my studio. Find us soon. We're produced by the great Stan Mitchell. Well, thank you. We'll see you soon. See you on the strange side. <laughs>